welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. And now science is catching up. But this isn't even new science. This science of quantum physics is over 100 years old. And it speaks of quantum entanglement and the unified field, which all means that there's just one thing in the universe. And we're all an integral part of that one thing. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Deep Awake with Tim Freak. Welcome, Tim, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank Tim you, is Carol. connecting all the way from the UK. Thank you so much. I so appreciate having you. I want to share something that just happened with, with you. And I want to share it with you and our listeners. Um, I got a call this morning, a very interesting call um, from one of my neighbors. Because as you're aware, everybody is in a panic over the coronavirus. And so my neighbor called me because she knew that she could call me and I would not be in a panic. As I was the one person she knew she could call because she's now in a panic. So she, she wanted, and everybody she calls is in a panic. So she knew the one person she could call who would not be in a panic would be me. So she called me first thing this morning because I actually had posted a video about a week ago, two weeks ago, about not to um, go into the state of fear that the mass media is encouraging. And because and, we can really act from a place of fear or love. Those are our two you know, emotions that we can ask, act from. So I posted a video of, about 10 days ago and I shared it with her. So that's why she called me. But so I, and I did kind of, I just told her please not to, to give into that fear, into that panic, because everything is energy. And the more fear we put out into the collective is going to actually make this pandemic even worse. But if we use love to over, you know, put out love and understand who we truly are as awakened beings, um, we, there's nothing to fear ever. So, oh, <laughs> there you are. You're, you're intensively listening. Thank you very much. I just wanted to share that with you because I was very surprised to get that call this morning because um, she doesn't that's, usually call me to talk to me about stuff like this. So there's a lot of there's a lot of panic. Yes. And my my own hope is that um, that that it can show us what really matters and that it'll help us collectively take a step back. I mean, it's obviously going to be a difficult period ahead of us, I think, especially for the vulnerable. Um, and, but it, that it can make a step back and go, actually, what is, what is it we're alive for? What really matters? 
And I, I, I kind of have a slightly different take on the love and fear thing. For me, it's like, I think, I think fear is a totally natural thing and, and, and kind of a good thing in some respects. We need to be frightened of dangerous things. But if we just get wrapped up in it, and I think this is probably what you were trying to say, that if, you, if, you, if it consumes you, yes. you lose the opposite pole, which is always there's a place where we can bring compassionate wisdom to bear. Exactly. And then it's a matter of going, okay, so here's this fearful situation. Um, maybe not for all of us, but certainly for some of us, depending on how vulnerable we are and where we are in the world right now and whether we're unlucky um, mm-hmm. in, in, in where we, who we meet and all the rest of it that we need to find uh, the, the love, as you said, and then it's more than the love. It's the love and the wisdom to know how to love. How do yes. we love in this situation? Yes. Um, what's the right thing to do? And if that's really tricky, you know, really tricky. I mean, I, my heart really goes out for people who have got uh, loved ones mm-hmm. who are... Um, suffering from the coronavirus and and in isolation and that whole question of would well, you break the isolation to be with them do you do you keep the isolation because then you'll just pass it to somebody i mean these are real real dilemmas so it really pushes us back on ourselves these, yes. these crises i think to to find something deep and solid and and spirituality at its best is deep and solid and incorporates yes. real you know, it's able to bring the best of the heart and the best of our intellect, our wisdom, everything to bear on the situation. And I hope this situation, the good, you know, the bad side is going to be obvious. I hope the good side is that it deepens us yes. and it makes us more aware of our real values. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and I see we, we jumped right into the conversation, and I, <laughs> uh, which is fine because I, I really wanted to share that with you because to me, it's just it was just such a, a wow this is this is a sign to me that things are changing for her to actually call me just to because she needed to hear a calm voice on the situation and not yeah, someone yeah. in a panic it, and I think that's, that's just, the big thing we can offer Caroline is exactly that it feels when 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 the collective goes in any direction and we've seen it recently, you know, always has throughout history, but recently we've seen it go towards um, fear in lots of respects. It's felt, it's felt like we're living in apocalyptic times sometimes. Yes. You know, like we're all, it's all going to end, it's just a matter of how, which is very <laughs> much, you know, it, happens, it happened at the last millennia, just the same. And, and obviously every danger is real, but yes. sometimes massively exaggerated and, and the fear, it, it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then somehow part of awakening Yes, it is a way. This is the great irony of awakening to oneness. That that actually, in a way, we're awakening from oneness as well. There's an unconscious oneness in which we're all embedded unconsciously, and we wake up for it by individuating, by becoming more individual. Actually, Mm. okay. And then, and so we separate ourselves off from the herd enough that we can think for ourselves and feel for ourselves. And then, when the herd all goes rushing off the cliff. You can be the one who's standing still going, hey, guys, let's not do that. Yes. And then people who, who notice will come to you. Yes. Then the great irony is, I think, that by becoming more ourselves and more individual, we're more conscious. And then by being more conscious, we can wake up consciously to oneness and yes. go, you know, we're not stuck anymore in that unconscious herd. Yes. But neither are we just an individual. We've woken up through the individuality to this greater identity. And then I know, hey, I'm the universe arising as Tim, meeting the universe arising as Caroline. 
Yes. And we're both individuals and we're individuals. We're, yes. we're the universe. Yes. And that, I feel like, is the next evolutionary jump. And, and, and everything is playing into that. I don't think necessarily it's programmatic, although it might be, but it's everything, because that's where we're at, we're yes. at that juncture. Will we yes. wake up beyond individualism to this greater, what I call univigilism? Yes. Individuals who are univigils, individuals conscious of unity with the universe, yes. a new type of human being. If that's going to happen, all of these, um, these traumas that we face, all of these, these challenges, they'll all play into that. They'll all exactly. become things that help us evolve. Exactly. I think of it as uh, a rebirth, but you have to kind of break up the old to, to emerge to the new. So I feel like we're in the time where the old systems are just breaking down. But, and we're about to emerge into something beautiful and new. I do hope so. I mean, yes. you know, you look through history, it's all been one long, you know, you can look at history in one way and you can see right. just one long chaotic, you know, well, this, for instance, we're facing now echoes things that happened in the past. The big one happened almost exactly the same time a century ago. Okay. And swept through, you know, and before that whole empires brought down by plague, climate change has eradicated five Whole, happened five whole times and eradicated untold numbers of species this the whole evolutionary process is constantly yes. one of as you said the the old is continually breaking down yes and the new is continually breaking through yes. and we're at one of those big junctures um in very true in an important way very true very true now let me let me go to my original first question that i asked okay. all my guests <laughs> <laughs> which is please share you your journey um with our listeners and you know how you come you you've written some wonderful books you're doing lectures around the world you're you're doing amazing work please share with our listeners your journey and how you got to this point oh, well it's a long journey so i'll give you a very precise version of it and we can oh. go into whatever attracts uh, you um, but the start seems important. Um, it's like a seed. Yes. The start for me was being a young boy, 12 years old, sitting on a hill in my hometown, not far from where I live now, in the southwest of England. Okay. And life had always felt profoundly mysterious to me. I didn't understand why the grown-ups all seemed to be pretending they knew what was going on when clearly no one did. Okay. And it seemed to me that something profoundly significant was happening to me. Like the whole universe was this giant question and no one was trying to answer it. Right. And, and it felt that if there's, if there's such a big question, like what is this? Mm -hmm. and what should I do with this? And what is death? And why is there suffering? Then there must be big answers. And what happened to me on that hill, which started this whole journey for me, was what I think of now as becoming deep awake for the first time. Okay. So traditionally a spiritual awakening. And the things which marked it out primarily i think the quality that marked it out was this enormous love like the whole universe was filled with love and this this feeling of coming home which is often described and of communion of being one with everything yeah. and and the sensory aliveness of everything like the colors turned up and all things i now know are classic qualities of um a, a deep awakening yes. at the time i had no idea what had happened Okay. But it did feel like the, it felt the way that I was able to understand it was with the concepts I had. So I'd grown up in the Church of England. And so this felt, oh, this is God. And I think that's true. I think it is God. 
Yes, so it yes, was, yes. it was a, it was a way of under, it's going, oh, right. I've just experienced God. That's changed everything. Yes. And from intuitions of it and, you know, to a full on experience. So what unfolded from that, Caroline, was a, was a lifetime really of finding out what had happened. How could I get back there? How could I deepen the experience? And because of my nature, how could I share it with others? Mm-hmm. And because of the quirk of being Tim, what Tim's like, I wrote about it straight away. So I still have some writings that I did after the experience. Awesome. And in some ways, my books now are the continuation of something I started, what it is now, four or five decades ago. Awesome. And, and what's happened since then is that I'd say, if I, you know, hugely covering a lot of ground very quickly, but after um, the first period of my life, which was really trying to explore uh, particularly music, actually, or the arts as a yeah. way of understanding and transforming consciousness. And at the same time, while I was doing that and studying philosophy at university, and I was also working with the dying and bereaved, all sorts of things, anything I could find which would ex- help me explore it. I was also studying and practicing and taking, I took two years in meditation and anything I could do, psychedelics, yes. everything that I mm-hmm. could play with, that, to, and found that it kept happening over and over again and going deeper and that led to a phase where i became a writer in my 30s my late 30s and found that i had a lot of knowledge which people were interested in and started writing books about all the different spiritual traditions of the world and showing that at their heart were people waking up to oneness and love Uh, because i think they're linked because the love is how the oneness feels yes that's how it, when you feel that oneness, it, it, in the, it feels in Tim, yes. it goes, ah, I feel in love with everyone and everything. This, this meta, this agape, this huge compassion. Yes. And that's led me to this last period of my life, which has probably been the last 10 or 20 years. Okay. Where, it, which is the most significant in terms of my work, for sure. In fact, it's becoming more and more significant all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is... I have been, I've become convinced that we need a new spirituality mm-hmm. to take us into this new evolutionary phase. Yes. And that whereas before I was writing and bringing out the best in these other older traditions, mm-hmm. since then I've been trying to synthesize that into a new language, a okay. new vocabulary, and a new way of seeing what it is to be spiritual, mm-hmm. which can take us into, and, and, and one that can, the key things I think is the, the, something which is inclusive, something which embraces the heart but also the intellect so we 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 think clearly we feel deeply we honor the individual but through the individual become aware of the oneness a both and spirituality not an either or spirituality exactly and then then, coming into like the you in your introduction one that can genuinely embrace science and see spirituality as part of one grand narrative about the nature of the universe yes i love what you just said because one of the main thing that woke up inside of me when I woke up from a heartfelt and soul felt level to oneness, which was science who got, which got me there. Um, Uh And I saw, you know, but the science I could see was what spirituality and ancient wisdom has, and all the religions at the core of all religions was saying for eons. But um, I understood it's not this or that, it's this and that. Like That's you right. said, yes, right. it's both, yes. So I call that paralogical thinking as mm-hmm. opposed to monological thinking. And a huge lot of the problems 
in the way that people approach things is they think monologically they think it's this or that and 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 whether it's actually paradoxical it's both at once and and, and a perfect one with that i think is oneness yes because yes. um there's a whole strain of spirituality Yes. the whole non-dual or Vedic strain, which goes, yes. it's all one. Yes. And therefore separateness doesn't exist or it's an illusion or your separateness is in the way. So the job then is to get rid of Tim. If you want the oneness, get rid of Tim. Whereas in my experience, it's the complete opposite. If you want the oneness, wake up through Tim because the universe is waking up to its essential oneness through the individual. And yes. that's what I call a univigil. This wake, the individual awake to oneness. And it's a much more heart-based and inclusive form of spirituality it's both and paralogical yes i agree with you a thousand percent because <laughs> in the oneness because it like again we go back to it's not this or that it's this and that in the yeah. oneness we are a unique aspect of the divine that's my terminology we're a unique aspect of all that is i love rumi's quote you're not a drop in the ocean you're the entire ocean in a drop, but that drop has a uniqueness that the other drops. So we're all, we have all of the universe within each of us, but we, we're unique. We, we're looking at it uniquely from our unique perspective. So, it, and that uniqueness has to be honored and, and embraced. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody on the planet has to agree with one another. No, because we're unique. We're actually not supposed to all agree 100% with one another because we're unique. And we're supposed that uniqueness is, is divine. And that uniqueness, our differences, our, our diversity is the spice of life, is the spice of the universe. It would be so boring if we were all clones of each other, you know, if we were all the same. So people I can't think of anything more terrible than a world full of Tims. <laughs> that would be just awful. Oh my God. Yes. So the, people, one is enough. Maybe two yes. minutes. But one is definitely enough. Yes. So people do get that, that confusion with oneness. They're like, they think oneness and sameness are the, are the same, which is not. That's right. Very clear. Yes. I think you've said that so clearly. Caroline yes. I, I yeah exactly oneness and sameness are not the same thing or oneness is some is the is what embraces all of that diversity as you say exactly. and and the diversity it, you know it's taken us 14 billion years to get from hydrogen to this yeah you know, that's the that's the evolution of the universe well things were much more samey when there was only hydrogen yes, yes, <laughs> yes. now things are really not samey and when you say each one of us is a perspective, I, what I love in philosophy is, is when, you, when really we say we see the obvious and see how deep it is. Because quite literally, you're a perspective sitting in America. I'm a perspective sitting in Glastonbury in England. We are looking at the world in different places and we have different experience. So the very ideas with which we think will always be different. No matter how, we're obviously resonating about this very deeply, but it will be different because we have different experience. So we are, we are not just we're not just sensorily a different perspective on the universe. We are also in the soul, in the imagination. We're a different perspective. Yes. So that's, that's what makes us so beautifully, beautifully different. Yes. And it's, and it's and the best thing about us. And that's the beauty. Embracing yeah. our uniqueness is the beauty yeah. of the universe. So, yeah. and, and when we understand it's not about right or wrong. See that, I say humanity gets caught up in this idea of, I have to be right-itis, 
You know, it's not about that. It's about being able to share in love and respect because you can love and respect another person and not agree with what their ideas are, their beliefs. It's not a matter of agreeing. It's about being able to know that that person is another divine aspect of all that. I, my, my term for God is all that is. And each one of us is an, a unique aspect of all that is. And when you honor each one for their uniqueness in, in a, in a um, field of love and respect, don't have to agree. I mean, I don't agree with um, the KKK, you know, ideology or, you know, the white supremacist ideology. I don't agree with them, but I can, I can hold a conversation with them and see them as an individual, as a, an individual aspect of the divine, understanding that their what they believe came in from came from their experience from their unique experience from their upbringing from you know all of these things that i haven't experienced and that's where they they come from so it's not about being right or wrong it's not my ideal it's not my beliefs it, but i can long as they're not trying to kill me physically you know and i can have i can have um, a person that is a white supremacist a racist on my show and we could have a conversation a respectful conversation and i would like to ask them well why do you believe what you believe and listen to them and maybe they'll say well i was brought up this way you know the society you know influence whatever but we can have a conversation two people can have opposite opinions and have a conversation and love and respect they can they don't always do that, of course, and 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 there's a kind of hidden both and in in this as well. But I mean, I love what you're saying. I mean, for me, perhaps the greatest line in all of literature is right there in the middle of the Christian tradition, where it says, "Love your enemies," because that is the most outrageous thought that a human being's ever had. I think. Yeah. Um, that you could love your enemies, but it also pushes you back on what does the word love mean there, and I I think that's a deep question because if i think about the kkk it's like it's easy to go you and i don't have to agree on everything but when you're dealing with somebody who's doing something awful in the world it feels like ah okay so it might be necessary to find a loving way of stopping that right. and there might have to be a and 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 then it's more difficult because then it's not accommodating you know if you're if you're able to have a conversation on your show and go hey look let's just understand each other how fantastic sometimes right. of course that's impossible and at that point a new form of love um, and courage and is needed. But the key thing in there is when you see, ah, it's a bit like looking at some part of yourself and you're going, well, you could, there are parts, if you see some part of yourself that really is dis not functioning and needs to change, right. what do you do? And, right. and, and, and there's a dance then because constantly we're told, oh, accept yourself, accept yourself. And that's a, generally a good advice. Right. But there's things inside some people or maybe all of us where you go, well, that's not a good idea to accept that. Right. That needs to change. Right. But then you need a different form of love yes. or love wisdom. That's what I, the, a big transition for me was when, because I'm a big love junkie, really, you know, my whole experience in the front was love. And it's like, I just want to be in love. I just, it's fantastic. Right. But at a certain point, I realized it was trickier than that. Right. I, I needed, that the love, I guess, comes pretty easy to me. Right. But the wisdom Mm -hmm. to know how to love yes no it's love when you're going yes 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 but when you need to go love no 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 for instance right uh, that's a you need wisdom 
And that's a, and that takes a lifetime. I, I just feel I'm in, on a journey of constantly discovering how foolish I am. Okay. Uh, except I'm quite happy with that now because every time <laughs> I do, I do become a little bit wiser and uh-huh. a little bit more humble as well, to be honest. And the right. older I get, the more that just happens, I think. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, but also I think what, what changed for me was this whole idea of love when I awoke into oneness. Because to me, it wasn't this touchy-feely love that mm. humanity thinks of. When I, now when I think of love, I think of the love, the fact that I can love a person no matter what they believe, because I know they are a part of truly a part of all that is, which means they're a part of me. So in me not loving them, I'm not loving a part of myself. So that's where, so it's more this universal understanding of oneness, which takes love to a higher level. To yeah, me, definitely. we think, you know, so that's what I say when I talk about love. And, and to me, it's, um, it's, it's just knowing that that true, that to wake, if everybody on the planet woke up tomorrow knowing, okay, that other person, no matter what their skin color, no matter what their religion, no matter what their belief system, no matter what they have done, maybe they're a mass murderer, no matter what they've done, that person is a part of all that is, which is meaning nothing separate, meaning they're a part of me. And, and so I can have that humanity love for them because I know that they're a part of me. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. And, and I think that's exactly right. And, and, uh, you know, God, God knows, you know, the more it is happening and, yes. and the more it happens, it will change everything. Yes. But it brings its own challenges, I think, because, oh, definitely. because we don't stop being individuals yes. and you're faced with, you know, there's a, there's a story I heard Ramdas who died recently. Do you know, you know, yes. Ram Dass? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, when I was with him and he, years ago, he was a big influence on me in my twenties okay. and, um, and he, he told this story which kind of haunted me because it was so deep about when he was taught, he was teaching us a, um, about service mm-hmm. at, uh, St. John the divine in New York, okay. a weekly course or every night for a week or something. Okay. And he just told the story of a woman who came and they were doing the service course. And she just got up and said, Ramdas, I have to tell you something. She said, uh, since I've been doing this course, I, I, every day, anyway, I, there's a, a homeless guy at the bottom of my, road and I give Uh him a dollar I give him a dollar and since I've been doing this course I've realized I don't see him as a human being Hmm. and the reason I don't see him as a human being is that if I did he'd be living in my flat Ah. and that is I think it's a very deep story there because what that points to is this 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 incredible paradox we're stuck in Mm-hmm. whereby as you wake up to love, as you wake up to oneness, as you wake up to compassion, you are still having to negotiate where does this individual expression of the oneness begin and end? Mm. Because I woke up the other morning mm-hmm. and there was, uh, I came in late one night actually, just the other day, right. and I could see a light on in my garden. Right. And I thought, oh, someone, there's, someone's left the light on in the shed. And I tried to open the shed and I couldn't undo it. Right. It was very late, so I left it. But yes. I went back the next door and someone had been living in the, in the shed. Mm. Okay. And, 
uh, and I was immediately faced with, okay, this is somebody who has nowhere to be, and it was very right. cold. Right. But also, I have a daughter. Yes. I have a wife. Yes. I don't know who they are. Yes. What do, what do I do? Right. I understand. And, and that, I think, is where we face these, these you know, that's where the, the, our soul has to, impossible questions, and in yes. the meeting of them, no easy answers. Yes. We're forced yes. to really grow in, in, in try our best to grow in wisdom and, and, yes. and intuition and, and how to respond. Well, I, I hear you. Now, I don't live far from New York City. I live in the mountains. As I, I live in the country, in the mountains, about an hour and a half outside of New York City. And I don't, I get, don't get to the city often, but whenever I do go to the city, I do see homelessness. And I do like, when I can, I either give a dollar or maybe buy a sandwich. And here's the thing now, here's how I view homeless people. Now, since my awakening, I view them as divine souls creating, creating their own reality. Now they, now I, I give as much love and compassion and shine light because I, I believe that just sending them silently love and light is helping them because I believe in we're that powerful. But if I have a dollar to give, I give it. If I want to go buy a sandwich, I do that. Um, you don't necessarily have to bring them in your home. You, um, in a sense, and still, you can still, you can still see them as you see them as a divine soul, not human see them as a divine soul because that's what I when I see them I silently say namaste because that that the, the namaste means I bow to the divine in you that my the divine in me bows to the divine in you and I know you are a divine being and you are we each one of us as unique divine beings are creating our life experience for a reason now we don't know that soul's reason for creating that situation. So I, d I think this is probably somewhere where I differ to you then. Caroline, okay. Because I, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Okay. I think that happens to a degree. Okay. I think we, act, I think there's an interaction that goes on. Yes. Between what we experience and our, our and the nature of the soul, for sure. That you know, th th there's no doubt about that, and life can be intensely magical. Um, and I've had that all my life. Yes. But I don't think it makes any sense to say that people create their own lives or their own oh, realities. Okay. I see. And partly because, because, I mean, <laughs> it's is, okay. It's a, see, we can disagree. And I see, I'm smiling. See, you know, I'm because, like, okay, that's, that's a big point. That's a big point we don't agree on. But I can, I, we can, I don't have you, to, you would I don't have, have to, be, to take a book and beat you over the head and say, Tim, no, you must believe this. You know? Well, you know, I guess, I guess for you, you've just created me saying this. <laughs> but for me, I have, you haven't created me saying this. I have said this. Right. And that's the key. And for me, I'm not creating you saying, giving your response. You right. actually are giving your response, yes. and that therefore I don't have control over the, the universe. That that that's that's what's so important about this. I'm interacting with it because yes. I'm not. I am not the universe. I'm an individual aspect of the universe right. in relationship to it. So what happens to me is that relationship between yes. me and it. Yes. Um, and so, so I'm not comfortable with looking at people who are misfortunate and going, they've created their own reality and okay. there must be a reason they've done it. It feels like the compassionate, the compassion in me can't rest there. Okay. It feels like the, their interaction 
with the universe has created that. Could be a lot to do with them, could be not. Could right. be their circumstance, could be other things. And that therefore, the, it feel, it feel, I feel there's a danger of an easy solution of, oh, well, everyone's created their own reality. You know, because when I look at, you know, I look at little babies with AIDS. I see, I see. It just feels like that they haven't created their own reality, have they? Yes, in my view. Well, no, I'm smiling. You, you because think so? We, we, this you you, is you think a little definitely... baby with AIDS has created their own reality? I do. I okay. believe this because, okay, for me, let me explain. Okay. I believe, I look at everything from the soul's perspective, not the human perspective. Okay. Uh, as far as our bodies, I believe we have a body, just mm -hmm. like we have a car. Mm -hmm. To get around in this 3D reality, we need a, a physical body. And it's no more to me, my physical body is no more than a vehicle to get mm -hmm. around in. And when I'm done with this vehicle, I leave it and I'm, I still exist. It feels I, more like a pet to me, something I'm taking care of. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's important to take care of your body. Uh, it feels like, like wanna, it's a bit friendlier than a vehicle. Yeah, it feels yeah, like this well, other living well, thing which I have a relationship guys, with. Especially guys in the US, they take care of their, their car more than their wife and their children. So, oh, <laughs> so yeah, but, um, but I believe that we live many lives. And I do believe, when I say karma, karma is not a bad thing. Karma to me is just a balancing. And we, and spirit, we choose our, our karma. We choose what we want to come back here for. And I do believe every, even a baby, a baby born with AIDS. So tell me, that how, tell me how that works, Caroline, because okay. I'm always intrigued. Okay, now it, I, I will, I will, I do believe that. How we, does that, so you've got somebody so you've got so so there's no free will left then because no somebody, there's all free, this is all free let, will let, let's let's take a let's take a really tragic example okay let's take okay. let's take somebody who is um, in a, you know, viciously murdered by by someone in the kkk let's bring our kkk guy back in yes yes there's yes, a yes. racial crime and some yes. poor person is lynched it's you know strange fruit and all that yes now if that has been arranged between them yes. beforehand, yes. there's two things. One is that's a funny thing to arrange. Secondly, the person who's done it has not done anything. And the person who suffered it has not suffered anything. And so there's really no importance to it because there was no choice. The person who, who did it didn't have to wrestle with that choice mm -hmm. and therefore no redemption because there was no mistake and okay. no evolution. You've right. just got a, a, it's more like a storybook in mm -hmm. which everything's just laid out. Oh, we've decided this character's going to do this. But, but then the stories, the stories, the characters in the story aren't creative. They are merely puppets of something no. great. And every now moment, there's still, there's still, see, the, okay, when I talk about we create a soul plan from spirit, it's not linear. It's not linear at all. It looks like a spider web. And any now moment, we can we still always have free will here, and we in any now moment we can decide to go left instead of right. In any and okay, so how's that a plan then? How's that a plan? How's, so, how are we following? It's, it's hard for us to understand it from the human perspective. Oh no, come on, that you no, that's well, not okay, good enough. Well, okay, you well, can't well, pull okay. that. You, okay, can't, well, okay, you okay, can't just okay, back okay, off suddenly okay, and go. Okay, oh well, you we can't understand. Let me let me share with you. And I'm glad you mentioned the storybook because let me share with you, and this is a, a children's book. Have you heard of Neil, Neil Donald Walsh? 
I know Neil, yeah. Yes. Oh, you know Neil. Okay. I, I worked with Neil and I've had Neil on my guest, but he's written a couple of children's books. There's one children's book, and I read this to my grandson all the time. The name of the book is The Little Soul in the Sun. And it's a children's book, and it talks about when a soul is in spirit before it comes to earth, how it, it asks another soul, another soul in its soul family, to be mean to him when he comes down to help him awaken. So in essence, these are soul agree. I believe from the soul perspective, everybody we meet in this physical realm, we have a soul contract with. I mean, we are some, we are sovereign beings, meaning nothing can happen to us without our soul agreement, not our human consciousness agreement. Now the, the person that got raped did not humanly consciously make an agreement with the rapist. But there is a soul agreement between the rape person that got raped and the rapist. There's a soul agreement with that KKK person and that black person that got killed. There so once again, Caroline, I ask you then, it's so all of the agree, all of the freedom yes. exists outside of the human experience, not in it. No, so no, no, no. You, you still how can, have, how you, can you have, to, if you've made an agreement to do okay. these things, Okay, I'll give you an example. So, so, hang on a second. So, okay. so, if, so if the guy who was going to lynch the person at the last minute went, I can't do this, they would be breaking their soul agreement. No, no, and that no. that would be wrong. They still have free will. They, could, they can decide at the last minute not to do it. But, Let me, but, but, but if they did, they'd be breaking their agreement. No, they no, no, no. Be, because this person, hang on a second. You okay. just said that they wanted that to happen to them so they would awaken. So right. if the person now at the point where they're going to do this terrible thing goes, I can't do this, they are not doing the thing which that soul wants them to do, which is to attack them and kill them so they can awaken. So, it, so by, by, by not doing the terrible thing, they would have broken a soul contract and done something morally wrong. Can you, this seems very confused to me. Well, let me. I want to try to explain. Okay, I want to try to explain. We have free will. So a person could decide at the last minute, say they're going to kill somebody, and at the last minute they stop themselves. We yeah. always have that free will. Because right. it's not just that one, one thing that could fulfill that soul agreement. There could be other things. Okay, here's a perfect example. Say that in a lifetime you killed somebody, and now you're back in spirit, and you, you redo your life review. And you're like, oh my goodness, I killed somebody. I have to go back and fix that. Now there's two ways. Now, there's a there's two ways you can fix that. You can fix that, uh, uh, balance that karma by saving somebody's life, or you can have it fixed by somebody else killing you. So okay, Ooh. so say in your no 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 listen. That's a horrible no, idea. No no that's no. That's a horrible no, idea. No, I'm saying you have that free will choice. So but that's in, a, but, but so isn't, doesn't that make you me, cringe, the idea that, that somehow you've done a terrible thing and the balance is you must have that terrible thing done to you? Yeah, but the, see, the other choice was instead of having it done to you, you saved somebody's life. Well, why would you always choose that? Huh? Why well, would it, not choose the... Why would so, why would free will. Go, yeah, Every, I, I'm going to choose getting something horrible done to me. Well, that's, if, bad for, that's bad for the person. That's bad for the, per, for the person who has it done, but it's also bad for the perpetrator. So you're just increasing the suffering in the universe. No, surely no wise soul would ever choose that. Well, that, I mean, my son is in spirit. Okay. Why would I choose that? And I know I choose that. My son, 29-year-old son, transitioned five years ago. I okay. say transition, I don't believe in death. There is no, no death. No, I don't either. 
I have physical evidence he's still with me. Yep, so, I get that. Uh, and, I, and I believe, I knew at the time of his transition that this was a sole agreement that he and I made for him to leave at an early age and for me to stay. I believe everything that happens in the universe is a sole agreement. There's a difference. Okay, let's, let's come at this from the previous conversation. Okay. There's a difference. To me, what you're saying is half right. Is what? By which, half right, okay. By which I mean, I think it's what I was describing as a monological, monological perspective. It's all by agreement rather than a paralogical position, which is, some of it is by agreement. Mm -hmm. Some of it is just happening. And it's to do, and because everything is relationship, because it's the one in relationship with itself. Yes. So I'm not creating the whole thing. Not, there may be soul plans. There's certainly a feeling that I have of, oh, that felt like it was destined to be. So yes. a bit like, you know, when you're traveling to America, yes. you know, I head off through New York and yes. that's the way it is. That's the plan. But yes. how that will happen, who knows? Yes. And, and that kind of, so it's not as rigid as like, like, like there's a plan and we've all agreed and everything that happens. It's that everything. Rather to go, some things, the death of your son, can have such, a, uh, such moments you go, whoa, that was, that was something more than just the outflowing of life. That felt, felt like something which, which stems right back into like the plan of the journey. Yes. But when I plan a journey, yes. you know, say I plan to come to New York. Yes. I have no idea if I'll make it. Yes. I make it, might get divided, you know, sent into a different direction, go via Philadelphia before I get to New York. Right. I may never make it. The plane may crash. Yes. And yet if I do make it, there is a certain plan which I've had, which yes. probably will work out one way or another. And I'll end up at, say, Omega Institute where I'm running a retreat. It's n so there's both a plan, which is before the journey, and there's constant interaction of all of these different things, which makes it a creative and free ex experience where anything can change at any moment. And yes. that feels more like life to me. That is life because anything can change in any moment. And it's multi, I don't know if you've ever heard of the multi-dimensional or the many worlds theory in quantum physics. I have. I don't, don't, I don't rate it very highly. To be, okay. <laughs> well, it, that basically says anything that can happen does happen in a different dimension. So basically, yeah. in another dimension, my son is still here. In another universe, in another reality, my son is still here. And it's, in another it, it feels reality, a very, um, I may not be here. I it may feels a, a very, uh, it, it's a very extravagant theory to yes. try and cope with a very simple problem in quantum physics. So in quantum physics, you've got the, the the movement as you know from from a wave from a mathematical wave probability a function yes. into something specific exactly. and to avoid well one way you know it's the, the what you have in 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 that the many worlds theory is just a way of of going oh well maybe it doesn't actually come to one point maybe it stays at every point but yes. it, to, it seems a very extravagant theory and it's one that exists on the on the quantum level he's not really saying look, everything that, you know, it, it's, not, it's not one about our human experience. It's about the quantum world. And, right. and, 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 and I'm not sure how I seriously we should take it myself. I get you. I hear you. But I, I do believe even you're um, going back to your example that you gave earlier uh, about a person um, go, about to murder somebody yeah. and deciding not to yeah. in the last moment. That is still that because we do have free will in every now moment. 
that's the key i think yeah. and that's what for me is that's what so you know the idea that we you know when terrible things happen we need meaning yes and 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 i think the there's the, the universe is full of meaning yes but i don't necessarily think that these ways of making meaning of going it's all pre-decided well, when, see, okay, here's the pre thing. Here's the problem with the pre thing. And, and Einstein said this, time is merely an illusion, albeit I don't think that's true either. Huh? I, don't, I don't think that is true either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you never read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, one of my I, favorite I, books. I, not one of mine. Okay. Um, he wrote it up the, up the road at my friend's house. Okay. Actually, I love this. I just, love just my, fr my, my friend lived with him for a number of years. That's where he wrote the power of now. Um, okay. Yeah, I think the power of now is old-fashioned spirituality. Um, okay. I don't think time in is an illusion. If it was an illusion, we couldn't speak to each other because only because you you relate the sounds I'm making at the end of my sentence to the sound I make at the beginning. Right. Can you make any meaning? Right. And everything you've ever experienced and I've ever experienced in the whole of our lives. Mm -hmm has happened in a flow of change uh -huh. and that's what time is so right. i think what einstein was saying was that absolute time does not exist because up until einstein with newton you had this idea that there was one absolute flow of time so what's now for you is now for me and what einstein wow. showed is that what's now for us is relative because okay. the, and you can get that clearly on the internet because right. the your image is taking time to reach me and if the if the if the information got slowed down like it does sometimes on the phone there'd be a lag and right. I'd have to wait. So, so you can see that your now and my now are in relationship to each other. They're not, there's not some absolute time. And I think that's what Einstein was saying. Because like, absolute okay, time doesn't like exist. He, but the, the, flow of, the flow of change, the flow of causality, that exists. It's right I hear, here. I hear. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, well uh, a good thing, a uh, good example of time being relative is that it's early, early afternoon for me, and it's late in the evening for you. You're yeah, in, in the UK. In a way, in yes. a way, yeah, yes. in a way. That's our yes. relationship with the moving of the earth around the sun. And well, everything yes. is relative, isn't it? Your, your, your place in the universe is different to mine. And, and, and that relativity, I think, was a big, the big insight yes. that Einstein brought to the party. Yes. Yes. Now my, now I, like, again, I said, um, the power of now, Eckhart Tolle's power of now is one of my favorite books. And how I, I see it is that yes, in this 3d dimension, just like we need a vehicle, our body to get around in this 3d dimension, we, time is a tool that we need to get from point A to point B. It's, it's a linear tool that we need, but, um, beyond this dimension, going to higher dimensions, there is, there, there is no past, present, there's only the now. And I, I do, and I always believe that our point of power, like our, so what like does that, that What does point, that mean that there would be no past then? What does that mean? Because you would, means you wouldn't remember anything, you wouldn't know anything, no, you couldn't no, no, speak, not, you couldn't experience that. anything. No, 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 okay. um, not that. I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the spiritual realm, everything is happening now. It's no, it's not, the, it's not, that's why they're able in spiritual. If everything was happening now, again, you couldn't, you couldn't communicate, for instance, could you? Because communication requires a linear or listen to music. Let's, well, let's say that. You could, you could never listen to music because it would all be, the, it'd just well, be like, and <laughs> just all playing at once. That'd be in, more the, in, in the spiritual realm, <laughs> Except I wouldn't even playing at once because there'll be no moment even because mo a moment is change, isn't it? The only reason that this is, 
uh, every moment is change. Right. Yes. And yes, so that's yes. time. Yes. Well, I think it's just very, I think for us to try to figure it out um, from the human perspective is very difficult. Yeah, you're it's trying like, that trick again. No, no. You're trying that <laughs> trick. It's, well, oh, it's mysterious. Uh, you, can't, it's, you, can't, you can't say such interesting ideas and then try and a little, you know, ooh, it's, it's, well, it's actually, too mysterious. Actually, um, what's his name? I'm trying to think. He's a physicist that recently died, um, oh. Stephen Hawkins. Stephen, yes. Stephen, even in his work that he was recently working on, he discovered, and I'm not a scientist, so I can't explain it scientifically at right. all. But from, from his work, he's, he has discovered that the now affects not only the future, but also the past. Now, he, he, now, he, now again, I can't, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how he scientifically Came up it's, with it's, it's a thing called it's it's a it's a reference to a, an experiment called the delayed choice a quantum okay. eraser okay which is which appears to show that a quantum particle can be affected the way the way that it collapses and where it collapses can be affected by something which which happens after it should have collapsed so mm -hmm. it looks like retrocausality i don't think i think there's other ways of understanding all of this because okay. you know we're right on the verge of something very very mysterious and something you, you know we we're really a very very small level of reality so i'm i yes. and the biggest thing with science is because science has its own problems where it, yes. it makes everything into a mathematical equation equation yes. if you take put things in equations they go both ways you know if right. i say two and two equals four it's also true that four equals two and two yes. so there looks yes. like there's no linearity to it yes. but our actual experience and then you know there's there's a wonderful uh, interesting physicist called lee smolin who's very strong on this where he's going look but in other words, in our actual lived experience mm -hmm. of everything, including physics, yes. nothing is more primary than time because right. one thing follows another and always. And, and, and not only that, but every moment it feels like, you know, the now, yes, the now. includes within it everything that's ever happened. That's right. what strikes me. Everything that's ever happened and everything that ever will happen is in the yeah. now. But that's exactly. a, that's what I'm saying. that. So the now is the flow of time. Yes. Yes. That's yes. the key. It's not. So, and this is where a lot of people get confused by certainly by ideas that, like Eckhart's. Yes. Is that it looks like you're saying get away from the flow of time, but you can't because the now is the flow of time. Flow of time, right? It is right. time. So the yes. idea that you're coming out of time is is nonsense. What you've got here, what I see when I look at the moment, is mm. that there is something. There is a presence, yeah. which I experience as my being, yes. which is, it doesn't change. So it's yes. timeless. Yes. And then there yes. is, and it is witnessing a continual flow of change, which mm -hmm. is experience. So the, the moment is both eternal and time. It's not one or the other again. It's yes. both of those at once. Exactly. And, and so time isn't a problem. It isn't something it's to do with our problem. human experience. It, yeah. It's actually fundamental to the nature of reality. Yes. It, it's it's what it's how the one you know the, you've got this lovely vision of the one individuating into all of us yes that's happened through time yes that's what yes. time is time is the process through which the one is waking up to itself it's yes. it, it, i think i think we should really forget all of this idea of time you know that time is an illusion and really embrace the fact that experience is time 
and that's the way we all evolve. That's well, my I, that's my little passion for you. That's my little rant about time. Now, what I get from Eckhart's work, the power of now, is embracing the now, because the now is what happened. You know, the now is where your power lies. What what you decide to do with this now moment sure. is going to affect not, but. For, it's going to affect the future. <laughs> I, 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 I believe it affects both. <laughs> I believe the now, what you do in this now moment actually affects both. The past the, you, and... It affects the past as well? Yes. In what way have you affected the past? Well, I, I again, I, um, I, from what I read, that's kind of what, um, you probably know it better scientifically, but um, Stephen... Well, forget forget quantum okay. physics because that's on forget a very very low. Physics, okay. Even if on the even if it is true that on the yes. very very lowest level, quantum okay. particles can affect each other in such a way that they retro cause cause things. It, I don't think it is true, but even if it was true, okay. how have you as a human being ever changed the past? You can see it in a new way, right? And and it transforms in that way. But yes. what happens happens, hasn't it? Because this moment here, this one we're experiencing. Every moment builds on the moment before. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Always. And it's new and creative, which means that the moment before built on the moment before that and back and back and back and back and back forever. Right. right. Which means that everything that's happened is implicit now. And what's but, been formed has formed. And then there's this endless possibility of what could form. Right. So but the moments like the past and the possible the coexisting. Those yes. two together, something for, fixed and something forever open, my open. Right, but that's also if you're looking at it linear. I don't look at. I look at everything. What? Why is it? Why is it? Why is it linear? Because, like you just said, the past leads to the present. The present goes to the future. That's linear. Okay, that's so linear. I, I see it more like some time is something which is accumulating. That there's just more of it. And more of it, okay. like like the universe is expanding, time is expanding. Right. So there's just more and more and more of it, and that's our and and the, the it's it it it's it, linear always feels like a train track. Okay. It, just, it, it feels like look look this is something which is, it's emergent, mm -hmm. and each new thing emerges based in a creative way based on what's emerged already. So I, that, do, I believe in the mini world theory where okay if you decided to go right. At one moment, another aspect of you went left at the other moment. So again, you see, I feel like you've undermined free will and meaning. No! You've just destroyed meaning. Because that if you're going both ways, well, hang on, think it through, Caroline. Because okay. if you've gone both ways, yes. then your choice is meaningless. And if you've gone both ways, if I've both done the bad thing and the good thing, let's say that, yeah. then my choice is meaningless because I've done both. Um, the outcomes are meaningless because I'll get both. And there's no real growth because I'm growing in every direction. So there's just merely a mechanical outplaying of possibility. And that's very much the many worlds view, really. Yes. And it's all just kind of nothing. I mean, it's a very bleak view, really. It's a meaningless universe in which things just happen. Uh, well, that, that, I, 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 I don't see it that way because I see each... Not, that's the scientific each, version. That right. may not be, I, may not I be the spiritual version. I see each choice as being a vibration. And so... Um, your vibration if you ch decide to do what we call see we as human beings we label everything good and bad okay and i don't label anything so you're you're ch deciding to go left 
is a decision that you made in the free will. You're deciding to go right. You're going to have different outcomes from How do you learn choices. anything, Caroline? How do you I'm, learn anything? How do you learn anything? Do, do, you ever, do, you ever, do you feel as you've grown that you've, you know, you've gained some wisdom or you've learned things? Sure. Isn't yes. that by judging things as good and bad? Isn't that by judging that was a mistake, that was the right thing? I wouldn't do that again. I'd do that differently. I've learned something from that. I'll oh, no, no, no. I actually, it, uh, everything I've gone through, I, I look at it as, a, as a, even whatever the outcome was at the time, I look at it as a learning experience. As yeah, everything but got me to this point where I am. But, but, but the learning was the discriminating, wasn't it? Had to be, didn't it? You, to learn is to go, ooh, I didn't do that well. I could do that better, or that wasn't a wise thing to do, or I wasn't loving then, or the, the, what enables the soul to evolve is mm -hmm. making those judgments. If we don't make those judgments, we would never evolve. Well, here's how I, here's how I look at it. Everyone is doing the actions that they are doing at their highest, highest, level of awareness so when so the younger me was operating from my highest level of awareness as i got okay. older i get my yep. my yep. level of awareness grew yep. so i yep. made better choices so yep. as a youngster thing anything i did that i wouldn't do now looking back on it, it's like okay i'm at a higher level of awareness now sure. so looking back i was like okay i wouldn't make that same um, step, but then, but looking at my younger self, I'm like, well, I was operating at my highest level of awareness at that time. So I that's really how I look that. at everybody's action. Everybody, even the mass murderer, he's yep. operating at his highest level of awareness. In his mind, what he's doing is going to be beneficial to him. I so, I really get what you're saying. I really get. Okay. It's very deep what you're what you're saying. They're very deep. But I also want to suggest that the thing which moves that level of awareness on yes. is when somebody goes, you know, wh why don't we stay at one level of awareness? Well, how does it evolve? It, well, it evolves when you see something and you go, oh, that's not good. Right. I won't do that again. Right. And it's by making those judgments that we're able to get to a higher level of awareness. Otherwise, we just stay the same. Exactly, exactly. But what we do want to grow from those, like you said, um, but in that, but I don't like condemn or judge myself in the past for making sure, those sure. mistakes because I yeah, see how yeah. that has gotten me to where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's I, why I, I said I there's no judgment in okay. that because I was up and everybody, I look at everybody on the planet as operating from their highest level of awareness so that's why i have nothing but love for everyone on the planet because they're only operating at their highest level of awareness that's a beautiful thought i love that okay i love, and I love you know what i love this i <laughs> i love this interaction because <laughs> there are things we don't agree on but we can just like i was saying i could have you know we can have p two people that you, don't have the you same did ask ideology you, you, yeah. <laughs> and still have a loving and respect. That's the key to world peace. Yeah, and I, I think it is. And I think it's even more, you know, I think it's particularly important. And, I, and it's been lovely for me also to be able to have this uh, discussion in a friendly way. And it's really what marks out my friends. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I do with my friends. You know, people that I have to be polite with, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I just shut up. 
and but my friends, yes, but my yes. friends, I go, mm, are you sure? And and what I love about that, and I and I'm lucky enough to have a lot of good friends that I can do that with. Yes, is that through the interchange, I'm changed and maybe they're changed, exactly. and and that feels key, and especially in spirituality, because there's an awful lot of conflating of being spiritual or being loving with being nice yes. or just going along with things. Yes. Whereas it feels like, no, it's much more interesting than that. Oh, and yes. to be, to be able to do what we've just done, I think is a, gr a lovely, a good, great it's start. It's wonderful. It's it wonderful. Really, it, and it, I'm it's, the same it's, way. It's what we need to do. I'm the same way. I listen. I try to listen intently to where a person is coming from and trying to observe their level of awareness with my interaction with them because i never i never argue i don't i i i smile whenever someone presents uh um their idea that is different from mine i smile it makes me smile like oh okay interesting but i also know how to i know i could have this conversation with you you know and maybe i can't have it with other people sure. but it's it i just gauge it by that person i'm interacting with and in, in that moment but um i think it's a Me beautiful too. thing when we Me we too. are awake and we understand that yes this is we this is what we came here to do we came here to have this dance to yeah. have this experience yeah yeah That's, yeah this is yeah. why we are here yeah yes so yes is, yes great this is yeah. awesome i love it i love yeah. it yeah yes so now i want you to share because i said the title of this show is deep awake yeah i got that from one of your recent books yeah so now share with our listeners what you mean by deep awake because i feel i mean i have not i'll be honest i haven't read the book but i feel like i'm deeply awake yeah so the deep awake is very much what I think you're describing as when you talked about waking up to oneness. Okay. So I've, I, what part of what I've done in trying to develop what is, you know, heart based, but clear thinking form of spirituality um, was to try and develop a language which didn't leave people in the areas I was moving in. There's an awful lot of Indian terminology and all of that which I think gets confused yes. and, and even, even common words like enlightenment, which is yes. an English word, but hasn't now doesn't have the English meaning okay. of our enlightenment. It's now generally interpreted through an Eastern lens. And my feeling was these are, these are confusing. And, yes. and so I, I, I wanted a simple descriptive word from what I experienced. And I thought, well, what I experienced is being more awake yes. in a deep way. Yes. So I'm aware of the depth. So like I'm there, this is awake and then there's deep awake. Okay. And what happened to me when I was 12 for the first time was I was awake and then I was yes. deep awake. Yes. And um, what I do with people um, around the world at my events, my deep awakenings and what I write about in my books and what I do online with my little community of, of people who are exploring life yes. in a deep way is to explore how we can become deep awake together yes. and experience it. And I would describe... For me, it's the most exhilarating, you know, the, one, of the, one of the names I give it in my book, Deep Awake, is to just call it the wow. Okay. Because I started noticing that when I, when I took people to it in my retreats, yes. I would get these lovely emails, I still do, okay. in which people would just, and somewhere in there, there would be the word wow, nearly always in capital letters with three or four exclamation marks. Okay. So I thought this is how people are describing it, because it's wow. Yes. And the, 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 one of the things is oneness or communion. 
The other thing is this enormous love that you're talking about, this universal love. Yes. Um, and, and also something else that, that you find in all the traditions, which is often called the gnosis or the knowing. Okay. And um, I certainly experienced that when I was little and I have ever since. And it's, a, it's like a knowing of something so deep it's before words and the knowing can only, that when I try and put it into words, it, it, it sounds almost childlike. Yes. So in my latest book, my latest book is a book of, of quite deep philosophy called Soul Story. It's evolutionary philosophy. But in the middle, I have to confess mm-hmm. that really, in, with all this philosophy, I'm trying to articulate something which arises in this deep awake state, which is so childlike, it can sound like, you know, nothing. Yes. And, and the phrase which came to mind for me, which you may resonate with, was the, the, what, I, what I know is is that, is that uh, life is good, death is safe, and what really matters is love. <laughs> That's beautiful and simple. That is so beautiful <laughs> and so simple. And I do, I resonate completely with that 100% because I, I do believe that I, I try to share this simplistically. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I do understand the surface of the quantum physics, and that was what, awoken me to the amazing. universal truth of oneness it wasn't spirituality amazing it was amazing. science that, and <laughs> i was like ah it was science that made me understand okay spirituality but on, on, on a layman's level because again i'm not a scientist but i love it and i love to keep it simple like that so i love the simplicity of that so much that it doesn't because people like quantum physics oh that's so hard blah 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 these equations blah, blah. i'm like no it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be complicated it can be very very simplistic so uh, yes i totally resonate with that but and uh, the other thing you were you were saying that uh oh the knowing I was just a guest on the show yesterday and we, I spoke about the knowing because for me, it's a knowing. Like when, um, when I was watching What the Bleep in 2007, that was my aha moment. Um, when I understand, when uh, Lynn McTaggart, who also lives in the UK now, she's American, Hello, Lynn, but yeah. she's, yes, Lynn McTaggart said, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness. And when she said that, something woke up inside of me. It wasn't an intellectual awakening. It was a heart and soul awakening. Yes, everything is one. We're all connected. And that and everything made sense to me from that one statement. And so what, when I say for me, the, it's a knowing, it's, it, I, can't exp- I can't put that knowing into words. It's a knowing that's in, in my, from my heart center that yes, this resonates as truth. And it's sometimes I can't find the words for that, but it just, it's, you know, it's, it just resonates as the truth. And so I say, it's, for me, knowing is like belief on steroids. It's, <laughs> it's just, yes. It's just very, very, you know, centered and grounded, but that knowing, yes, and it can be, and doesn't have to be complicated at all. Now, quantum physics can get quite complicated, and even spiritual ideologies can get quite complicated, but it doesn't have to be. It's that simple, for me, for me, understanding the universal truth of oneness gives me this feeling of unconditional love, unconditional non-judgment. 
because I understand that that person, like I said, is work, whoever they're operating from their highest level of awareness. And in their mind, what they're doing is going to be best for them and maybe best for others, but they're definitely thinking of doing something that they feel from their highest level of awareness is best for them. But I recognize them as a divine soul, not just that the act that they're doing. I'm not condoning. Of course, I'll never condone bad acts, but I am still looking at, on the, uh, at that person with unconditional love. So that, there that, you go. that's, that's how you can love, love everyone, even your, your enemies. And that's, yes. that is a, you know, it's a um, remarkable thing that, that, that our culture has this hidden wisdom right at the heart of it, which is yes. just mind blowing really. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very And, and so challenging. I mean, yes. we could just, if we could engage that, we'd be there. Yes. I mean, one of the things, again, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not of anyone, any tradition, but I have written on all of them. And, and, and at the Christian tradition, one of the things I love, as uh -huh. well as the love, love your enemies, is this moment in the middle where you have this figure of Jesus saying, look, in the face of all these rules, all these laws, there's yes. two. Yes. And, the second, and the second one is much like the first one. Yes. <laughs> and that rule is, love God who's the one as you said so love the one and then the second one is love others as yourself because if you know they're the, the God if you're loving the one then you know they are yourself yes and what a profound and and what's what I love about it is in, in the light of what we've been saying about the what I call the paralogical the both hand yes. is that it's two but they're one yes and the two are love the one and that's kind of a big spiritual thing and then there's interact with every part every individual with yes. that same love Exactly. And they, there you've got the essence of the whole thing. And it's right inside that 2,000-year-old document. How amazing yes. is that? Very true. And I, I use that quote a lot of times from what Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And I, and I say Jesus said that because he knew that your neighbor was yourself. Your That's neighbor it. is everybody. That's yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, very, very true. And I do not identify with any one religion or tradition. I don't even, I don't identify with my skin color. I don't identify for, with anything that separates me from another person. I agree with you. I, could, I mean, good for you, Carol. That's an amazing thing to say. And, yeah. and I feel exactly the same. One of my heroes was Socrates. Okay. And, um, and he was the first person, I think, to call himself a cosmopolitan. Which, okay. by which he meant a, a citizen of the cosmos. Ah, I love it. I'm I a cosmopolitan, that. he said. When they said, you know, he, was, he wasn't a Greek or he wasn't, a, he was a, he was a, or an Athenian. He was a citizen of the cosmos. Yes. And the cosmos is, you know, I love words because of their etymology. And yes. you know, cosmos comes from the same root as the word cosmetic. And, uh -huh. and, and it means beautiful order. Oh. So the cosmos is the beautiful order. order. So I'm, a, I'm exactly. a citizen of the beautiful order, isn't that? Yes, 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 yes. So yes. sweet, isn't it? And, I, and when I think of the universe, because a lot of scientists say seem like the universe seems chaotic, but in truth, there it, it appears chaotic, but in that chaos, there is order. And and, no. and yes, I mean, look yes. look at it. It's just yes. you know somehow we've got yes. from hydrogen and helium. To yes. you and me having a conversation about the nature of the one. Yes. So literally, the universe has woken up to itself. Yes. That, that has literally happened, and and yes. it's happening right in this moment because it, yes. we yes. are the universe. What else could we be? 
yes. we've arisen from those primitive beginnings and now yes. we're here alive and conscious going yes. hey yes we are the one in different forms hello yes. Yes, 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 yes. And we are living in amazing times. I really believe that 2020 is a pivotal year for humanity's awakening. It's I just, hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I certainly see, I certainly see uh, that, to use the language I've been developing, is that I think we're evolving from individuals to individuals. Yes. And uh, this period of individualism, which we've been through, is very precious. But now's the time to move on. Because right. through the individual, we now can become universal we can yes. become universals. yes well and what I, I do sorry go one, on, oh and one i i'm recently started now i've been doing my show now for five years i actually launched my show six months after my son's transition and he's the co-host so he's right here with us <laughs> he's told me that and um but i i recently started doing my own talks locally um doing giving talks and i i married the science of oneness with spirituality but i also um oh goodness why did this thought just you you just said something that thought that made me think of something and you know how you have that thought in i do all the time i talked <laughs> about individuals becoming individuals or the universe right. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for that. That that brought it back. So in my talk, I talk about the separation consciousness, the collective consciousness of separation, which which we get war, we have poverty, we have all these things that we don't want as a society, as humanity, from separation consciousness that we're moving into unity consciousness. The yeah. unity consciousness, which would be unconditional love, there'll be no more war, no more poverty. I see, I see unity consciousness solving all of our problems that we are having now on the planet. You know, just doing away with like there would be no because we would, we, it would be more like when you use the example of the homeless person. When we're in unity consciousness, there's not going to be homelessness. There exactly. won't be homelessness. Everybody, exactly. because there's enough, there's abundance. We're living on a, an abundant planet. First yep. of all, we'll take better care of Mother Earth, which is a living being. We won't destroy the Earth. Everybody will have a comfortable home. Every, you know, it'll be paradise on Earth when we get to unity consciousness. And I do believe we are heading in that direction. Me too. Yes. Me too. Yes. I don't know how quick it'll be. You know, yes. some days with the people I meet, it looks like it's going to happen any day. When yes. I look at the news, it looks a long way off. Yeah. And well, see, that's a, that's the thing. I don't look at the news. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on in the world, but I was directed in 2001, two weeks after 9-11. I got, and again, it was an internal feeling, heart feeling turn off that news and never turn it back on again. And I have not watched mainstream stream news, mainstream news since uh, September 2001. I know what's going on in the world, but I don't need to watch the news to do, you know, to know what's going on in the world. So, yes. Yeah, I've had yeah. whole phases in my life where I've done the same thing. It's not a bad idea. Yes. That's for sure, because it can yes. be, can be yes. very distressing. Yes. And I believe, see, I also, I believe very much in, energy where we hold our focus and mm -hmm. and as a collective we raise our vibration i think it's time and i think that's why my neighbor called me this morning because sure. she was feeling very distressed and she wanted to talk to someone that would help raise her vibration and mm -hmm. i think yeah. that yes 
I think that's very important for us to keep our vibration high and be the eye of the storm. So the chaos is going, you know, pandemic is happening in the world, but be the eye of the storm, not, not to feed into that fear and pandemic energy. I love that. Yeah, yes. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful image. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's a, a wonderful, wonderful aspiration. I, I think that's very beautiful. I love that. Yes. Now, Tim, please share with our listeners how they can find you, share all, I know that you do a lot of events around the world, I'm hoping to eventually get to the UK, or when you're in the States, maybe I'll go see you while you're here, but please share with our listeners everything well, about you. I do come to the States, I haven't got any plans to be there at the moment, which is just as well, because all my plans are being cancelled at the moment, because of this, this right. virus, um, yes. so most of my events are currently on hold. Okay. Um, but I am talking about coming back to the States uh, either later in this year or next year. I do come regularly. Okay. Um, and I do events in the UK in some amazing venues. Yes. Uh, but there's also, the, I've also, the last year, I've set up something called the International Community of Univigils. I saw that on your website. And Tell it shortens to the ICU, which I really like. Yes. Um, and because it's a small community of, of amazing people, um, we get together every Sunday. Um, uh, on the evening in the UK, so it's during the day in the US, okay. and it's literally all over the world. I mean, Japan, oh. Australia, South America, Africa, at, at Europe, England, of course, and everywhere, all yes. over the states. Um, oh. And we get together uh, to share uh, ways that we can wake up to oneness together, um, and understand our individuality, and yes. then to understand the philosophical side as well. So it's both wisdom and awakening, yes. and also community. Because one yes. of the things we think people really lack often is community. So yes. it's a way of connecting with kindred spirits, even though you're not in the same country. And yes. that I've loved. That's that I've loved. I and love one of the, that. That I just say, you know, because it's a lovely thing to put in people's minds. Is the, 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 the thing I've been experimenting with on the, on the, the practical side, you know, of how do you wake up? Yes. You know, how can you, you want to wake up to one and say, you don't. I found the, the most powerful way at my events, and I do this online too, is just to connect people profoundly together. So yes. for 20 years, I've been doing uh, various forms of connection. One simple one is gazing. And what I, what I find, and it, again, it works online as well, is that once you, like we are here now, yes. when you meet and you allow time to meditate with and on each other, yes. in, and then you kind of recognize, like now I'm looking at your face and there's your beautiful face. And it's your particularity and there's your eyes and, and, and that's your body. And then, yes. but hang on, what I'm connecting with, I can't see. Yes. What I'm connecting with this whole time is the thing, is, is the soul. I'm yes. connecting with another soul like me on a journey, another individuated part of the universe. And then if that isn't enough, if yes. I look really deeply, hang on, yes. the universe is looking back at me. Yes. I am the universe connecting to itself. Exactly. And exactly. this is what I do with people. Yes. I, get, I allow people the time to recognize that yes. with person and, and often many people. Like, oh, there's the universe looking back to me as Caroline, but here's the yes. universe looking back to me as someone else and someone else. And what happens with that, I think, is you enter this deep communion and oneness. Yes. And then that's the wow. Then there's yes. this enormous love. So if anyone ever wants to come to my event, oh. I can promise them that wow. they will have a chance for such a profound, intimate connection with others. And yes. the love is so thick, you can just sort of squeeze it in your hands. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's, well, that's what I'm after. I'm after big love 
yes. deep wisdom together. That is so wonderful because I do have, in my talk, there's a slide where I have an eye, that, uh, you know, a human, like a shape of a human eye, but in the center of the eye, the, uh, the, the retina is the world. Huh. And I say on that slide, I say, when you're able to look into another person's eyes and see yourself looking back at you, that's when you truly can embrace and understand this oneness. Because it is, it, the words sometimes get in the way, but because it's more of a, the experience that you had when you were 12. It's that experience of oneness. And my experience when um, Lynn McTaggart said, the biggest problem in the world is the illusion of separa uh, separation. It wasn't an intellectual awakening. It was a heart and soul yeah, awakening. Yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah, that yeah. is truth. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one that we uh, that we need to nurture in each other. Yes. And then the other side of it, the you know the wisdom side of it. That's that's working out how to live it and and how yes. we best understand it. And and yes. we need to keep pushing and working it out and doing our best. Yeah, um, exactly. But the, but the ground itself is. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 And it, and it's a and it's a moment. I tell people on the practical end, it's a moment to moment. Yeah, yeah. Journey, a moment yeah. to moment. And don't beat yourself up, you know, if you make a misstep in one moment, because you can correct it the next moment. It's a moment to moment awakening. I have to remind myself in every moment, I'm awake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't fall. And then the whole, the good thing about that too, is once you are on that journey of awakening, you can't go backwards. You mm -hmm. cannot go back to sleep. You can't pretend you didn't, you're not waking up. So yes, so this is ah, oh, this has been great. This, and I so, love the fact. I, have, I, you, have you told Lynn that she had this effect? Oh yes, Lynn has been a guest. Yes, oh, yes, how yes. Wonderful. I, how I wonderful! told her, and she has been. She was a guest. I think maybe the second. Like I said, I've been doing my show now five years. She was a guest in the second year. Yes, wonderful. So wonderful. I yes, I have. Yes, I have told Lynn. She knows. Right. Yes, right. Yes. Right. Yes, this has been amazing. So now share share with our listeners how they can find you. Oh, yes, yes. I didn't do any of that, did I? Yeah, so, no, look, you didn't. You got to do I, that. I have a very strange name, which is an old English name, pronounced Freak, but written F-R-E-K-E. -E. Yes. So if you Google Tim Freak, you will find me. So yes. I have a website with loads of free stuff on it. I have a YouTube channel with lots and lots of videos. Yes. Uh, there's information on the website. You can sign up to a newsletter. I send out new videos every couple of weeks. There's at least one or two. Um, uh, I, this one will go out, on, for instance, on that yes. newsletter so people yes. can enjoy it. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, there is um, a, a, an archive of stuff um, which is available there as well. There's a podcast if you prefer to listen to it. Yes. Uh, so just basically just put in my name and lots of hopefully interesting goodies will emerge. I'm very um, approachable. So you can actually contact me directly on Facebook. Um, and uh, I'm more than happy to, I love hearing people's reactions because yes. we're in this together yes. and you know, we're not here very long. Yes. And my, my greatest aspiration is to do whatever good I can while I'm here. Yes. And that's yes. about it, really. Yes. Well, that is so true. And I actually thought this yesterday morning when I woke up, that one of the wonderful things is of awakening and being awake is 
knowing who you are and knowing your purpose. I believe that I came to that through a rocky road. Actually, my awakening started before my son's transition, thankfully, oh. because I believe, yeah, because I believe my, if I wasn't, I don't know what, I'd be a mess, I think, if I yeah, hadn't yeah. started and awakened before. Yeah, yeah. So the awakening prepared me for yeah. my son's transition, but then it was my son's transition that propelled me to do the work that I'm doing now. That was yeah. the, yes, that yeah. was. And so to be awake and, and to be doing what I know I was came here to do and put on this earth to do is an amazing feeling. And I just want everybody, and I, I encourage people to go within and tap into that, which is inside them that can lead them to their purpose, follow their, their heart and their passion. I couldn't agree more. And, yeah. and, and it's important to see that as well. It's like, you're doing this and I'm writing books, but, yeah. but you know, people often say to me, who was your greatest teacher, Tim? Yes. And I would say by a long, long way, my greatest teacher was my mum, was mm. my mother. Okay. And she didn't write books and she was, she was a hairdresser. Yes. And yet in the way that she lived her life, yes. everyone she came across was touched by love. Yes. Yes. And, and they knew it. I mean, yes. it was just so obvious. Yes. And, and so that, what that showed me is that it's actually the deepest things are in the simplest things. Exactly. This is so true. And, and exactly what you said, just being a demonstration of love in your life yeah. and whatever you're doing just that's, being a that's the purpose we all share i think yes that's the that's like the it's such a big purpose we yes. all have that one yes that is so so true just being a demonstration of love is 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 what being a light shining a light wherever you are in the world is so so important this is so much i love i love i love i love the fact that we were we disagreed but we were able to disagree and still be loving that's because to me that we just demonstrated to the world you don't have to have the same ideas and beliefs to be loving and kind and respectful to one another and that i mean i just love it i love it me I too love it. i totally me too. love it me it's, too me yes, too, Caroline. Yes, Me yes, too. yes, 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 so much. This has been wonderful. Now, this show will air next Friday. We're recording it Friday morning, my time, Friday evening, your time, and it will air next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, my time. So that, that's a little later for you. <laughs> but uh, you can share the link. The wonderful thing about internet radio is once, you, once it airs, people can listen to it anytime, any place in the world. Wonderful, wonderful, yes. wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much, Tim. This My is pleasure. wonderful. We have to keep in touch. I mean, let yeah, me let's know when that. you're coming to the to the States and I'll let you know if I'm ever coming to the UK. Which Please I do. do. Please do. And look out on my newsletters because you'll see all the information there and reach yes. out and remind me. Yes, I will. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening there. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. Hi. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Tim Freak. I actually truly enjoyed it because we did not agree on everything. And I love demonstrating to everyone that watches and listens to my show that it's not about agreeing with everyone. Oneness is not about agreement. Oneness is about respect and unconditional love. 
for the other person, regardless if your ideas don't agree. Now, the main thing Tim and I didn't agree with was, I truly believe we are all divine souls creating our own life experiences, and we can't judge or tell why a person, a, a soul, is creating that experience. Take, for instance, we talked about homelessness. From the human perspective, no one would choose that experience. But from the soul perspective, I actually can see many reasons why, why a divine soul would choose to experience home, homelessness or severe poverty. Just for example, <clears throat> if a soul experienced a lifetime of overwhelming wealth, was born in a very rich family, and throughout his whole lifetime, that soul, during that lifetime, he had no compassion for poor people, um, no compassion for homelessness. And when he um, left that life, went back to spirit, reviewed that life and saw how so many times he had the opportunity to have compassion for homeless and he, he never chose to have that compassion. So he chooses as a divine soul to come back into this life experience to experience homelessness because he lived a lifetime without compassion for the homeless. So I personally do believe that every life experience that we have, we have created and we have chosen from a higher perspective, not the human perspective, which was interesting because there's a couple of times Tim would ask me a question and I couldn't find the, the words to really describe what I knew what I know from a spiritual perspective, because words are very limiting, and sometimes our words cannot um, describe um, the spiritual aspects of what we're trying to relay. And I definitely am planning to continue my conversation with Tim via email, because I thought it was a great conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I also like to share some announcements with you. I am now offering a free mentoring session for anyone interested. Anyone interested in signing up for a free mentoring session with me, all they need to do is go to my website, awaittoonenessradio.org. And when you type, if you type that out, remember there's a number two and not the word two. So awake, number two, onenessradio.org. I'm also going to be hosting monthly Zoom meetings. Um, these will be group discussions that we will have once a month. This month, it will be Thursday, March 26th at 8 p.m., Eastern time, and now Eastern time, we're in, in the United States, we are in daylight saving time. So Eastern daylight savings time, 8 p.m. If you're interested, again, go to my website, let me know, and I will email you the Zoom link for that monthly meeting. And also on my website, I am sponsoring free online events. 
There are six of them this month that you'll see the list. If you go to my website, click on free online events, and you will see the list of those events. Um, and finally, I like to ask my listeners um, and my subscribers, if you can pledge a dollar or per episode or per show, or pledge $5 a month to help support Awake to Oneness Radio, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so very much, all my listeners. Much love and light. Namaste.